0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the HVAC JoyLab podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John Shirk. This podcast focuses on creating more and more conversations about what optimizes life for an HVAC technician. My goal is to produce the most helpful content available for techs, full stop. Today, you're going to hear from Brett Wetzel host of the very popular Advanced Refrigeration Podcast. Brett is also the National Director of Technical Training for CoolSys, a national company specializing in low-temp work. We're going to discuss training, but also another requested topic. How do I get out of the field and into the office? Keep bringing in those topics, and I'll keep bringing you the best in the industry to answer. Okay, let's get started. All right, everybody welcome to the hvac joy lab podcast i'm very excited about today we get to have some time with brett wetzel from Coolsys. yes sir brett welcome how are we doing good 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 so brett tell everybody uh you tell well first tell everybody about Coolsys, and then tell everybody about kind of your role there and, and what your duties are
1: okay so um my name is brett wetzel i've been in the industry about 21 years uh I, well, I work for Coolsys. Coolsys is a company that we're just about—I think—in the, all the lower 48. Um, you know, we have uh, probably 90 offices throughout the the, the country. Um, we have our own engineering, Coolsys Energy Design, and we also have Coolsys Energy Solutions, which you know does a lot of the you know energy management uh, mm-hmm. type stuff. Um, my role is uh, manager of technical troubleshooting and training, and I know that's a, a mouthful. <laughs> you know, I'm spread between, you know, basically working on, you know, writing new curriculum, you know, you know, any of these bigger companies, you know, you acquire new companies and you have to fulfill their needs as far as training. Right. So a lot of times what happens is, you know, like CoolSys was originally source refrigeration. Okay. And it was, you know, mainly, you know, what we refer to as commercial industrial. So supermarket, you know, lighter cold storage facilities. And, you know, we've acquired companies that require, you know, some other stuff, you know, Gas stations, uh, lighter HVAC um you know some some other smaller like commercial stuff and so um this year in between last year and this year we we've been developing for our, our training season we usually have our training season uh october november december and january february march and so basically we train you know during that time because you know if i would try to pull anyone out for training in the middle of summer right <laughs> it would be received pretty well you know things yeah. are kind of you know slim as it is so you know yep. in order to pull them out in the middle of summer it, it just wouldn't bode so, you know, so we train, you know, six months out of the year. Uh, I think this year we're about to do about probably uh, 300 pe- people uh, between mm-hmm. in-person and online. We have some online training, you know, uh, for, you know, some of the people that are, you know might be single parents or maybe just can't fly out to one of our training centers. Uh, we have four training centers. We have one in Menemity Falls, Wisconsin. Uh, we have one in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, you know, Houston, Texas, and as well as uh, Fullerton, California. Yeah. Uh, well, California was the original one. Uh, you know, we, we, you know, we have the Houston Training Center, which is our, you know, uh, secondary big one that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're doing a lot in. And then, like I said, we have then Jacksonville and the Minimony Falls.
0: And let me just say to the, you know, the, the primary audience of this podcast is technicians. So let me just say that, get it out of the way. And I'll say it for you. So you don't have to, Brett, that that's probably likely if you hear Brett, you hear this podcast, wherever you are, there's probably a cool sys. And if you want to reach out and consider working for them, you should do it, right? Yeah, we'll, absolutely. Well, I just want to open that door. I don't want to make it awkward for you to say it, so I'm going to say it. I mean, oh no, that's fine. That's common. fine.
1: And if you yeah. if you do look, uh, you know, if you go to go to our website, uh, you know, uh, Coolsys.com, you know, you'll see all the areas that we that we do service. Um, and let's just say, you know, maybe you're you're a very you know smart energy management uh, technician where you're dealing with a lot of you know, building management uh, systems and stuff like that, you know, and, and, you know, you're not like, you don't like going out and being a technician, you know, we do have other opportunities, you know, engine, you know, we also have the engineering side as well. Um, you know, we're, we're a full service, uh, full service company.
0: So you do installation, but also maintenance.
1: Correct. Correct. Very you know, good. We, we do some large scale stuff. You know, there was a job that we just did. Um, you know, I, I started eating better um, so I was ordering these pre-made meals, and it was funny because oh. I went out to go help at this one one of these one of these facilities. And you know, a couple of weeks later, you know, they all my meals were coming from Chicago. And then all of a sudden, you know, then they started coming from the place that i I went to go help. And I was like, oh man, i I, I was there. I helped. <laughs> you know, and and I was like, that's pretty cool.
0: yeah, that is cool. that there's something fun about, you know, i I've worked with engineers. I've worked with air conditioning folks for a while. and, that feeling of driving past a place or walking into a building and going, Oh, you feel that air? We did that. There's it's, it's, that's, there's just something fun about that, you know?
1: There was, there was a meme about that where, where, you know, it was a picture of a father and a kid where he's like, see that? I fixed that air conditioner. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, was, it was hysterical.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Well, let's talk training a little bit. So kind of talk about your your general philosophy of training, classroom versus field, like what you think of, how you take guys from point A to point B in their their skill set.
1: So at CoolSys, we have, you know, uh, different levels. So we have, you know, the we have... Uh, cni which is commercial industrial and that's you know that's the supermarket and the light industrial right and so we have uh seven levels for the service side uh we have a total of i want to say six levels for the construction side ap2 ap3 uh journeyman uh foreman senior foreman and startup right and then it goes up to you know the, the the management you know, management portion. Right. And then for the coolest, like commercial, um, you know, they originally only had four levels. We expanded it to five because, you know, obviously the, there's newer technologies. Right. So like a lot of this training originally was concentric, you know, not so much in the, the, the commercial and industrial, you know, service side, but like, a lot of it was just mechanical, right? So now there's so many different energy management systems. I mean, no, no longer, I mean, they're getting away from time clocks. Everything's digitally controlled because, you know, they're trying to control, you know, how much energy you use during defrost and seeing if they can, you know, skip different things or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it, the, the training has evolved. Uh, I, you know, we, like I said, we do have, we do have some, uh, you know, com- uh, we do have some, how do I say this? I'm totally flopping here. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so like I said, we, we, you know, we, we have the, the commercial industrial and we also mm-hmm. have the, 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 you know, the late commercial levels, which we're, we're doing, you know, we're doing this year, this year is going to be the first year that we're doing levels three and four. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just had to build on, we had to build on what what's out there, you know. Like I said, you know, right. the, the years of setting pressure controls to control temperature are over. Now it's it's basically off of digital controls. So where we used to teach digital controls later in the line, right, maybe level three into four, now we're actually having to introduce them in level two because you know even the reach in trues, they're in the you know the 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 Starbucks's and the and the you know the convenience stores. I mean, it's all digital control, any, you know, now anymore. You know, they're 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 getting away from that actual you know, uh, analog mechanical control, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's so much movement in the last probably five years or so with trying to find whole building control systems. And, you know, the lighting people are trying to get into it too. And that, and it's all because of energy management, you know, that's, you, you, people who don't work in that area don't realize how much money can potentially be saved by just saying this unit goes, you know, if you're doing low temp, that's not the same proposition but you know if it's a building that's only used during the day five days a week there's a lot of money to be saved there if you can manage that uh system
1: well it's funny you say that so like i literally i dropped the kids off at school this morning and i took my oldest We, you know we went over to the to the uh, 7-eleven down the road and she she saw the lights turn off in the morning and she's like why do they turn off now i said well usually they're on a on time schedule but there's also usually a light level sensor and i explained the you know She's actually interested in some of this stuff. And, and you know, she'd asked me, she was like, well, typically it's off a of schedule, but sometimes it could be cloudy, right? So we don't want to shut it off right at seven because I looked what time it was. It was like 7.20. Because so it's a really odd time just to decide to shut the lights off, right? So I was like, mm-hmm. it probably wanted to shut them off at eight o'clock, but it probably had a, an or uh, you know an and schedule where it had to be light and the schedule had to be made in order for it to actually turn off the lights and she's like oh i get it yeah because i was like otherwise we leave the lights on when we don't need it so that's another way to control your energy consumption same thing with doing defrost right in the supermarket the industrial whatever you know energy costs more during the day right so we try to mitigate that cost by doing predominantly a lot of the defrost later on the off hours oh, plus sure. on top of the that's when the store is not open right yep. so people aren't going to be opening and closing those glass doors to try to figure out what you know what ben and jerry's they want right
0: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so then uh like it, for the guy on the street who's just mm-hmm. saying you know what um i think it's time i get serious i want to get into air conditioning can this guy walk into cool or do you need them to have something before they come in
1: not yet not yet (laughs) not yet well i'm I'm working on something uh okay you know but like for starters yeah you know it it depends i mean there's there's certain areas where they're looking for green guys to get in the field and that they spend a lot of time with them you know kind of developing them but i mean you know we want some kind of some kind of training whether it's you know uh you know like a month long you know course we have a uh a you know some people go to school. it depends. like people go to school longer. like some people go for an associates program, which is like eighteen months to two years, right. And then mm-hmm. some people go to this you know one month and you know and and one one month school, right? yeah, and uh, you know it's it's it a lot of these people have never spent time in the vehicle, right? So they don't know how to you know drive a vehicle with you know ten thousand pounds worth of tools, right
0: sure, So sure. you have
1: all all these challenges and and just making sure that they they understand some of that stuff. but we're in development on something that I'll be able to share another day.
0: Okay. Well, when you're ready, come back and we'll do this again. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's a good point you just made about the vehicle because I think most people think of training as refrigeration. How what's a refrigeration cycle? How do what how does this work? You know? But there's a whole broader kind of domain of skills required being in the truck being one of them, because if you can't do that, you're gonna get sued about right away, you know, because yeah. something wrong, something's gonna go wrong and somebody's gonna get sued.
1: Or some, some of the things, you know, I've started implementing uh, some of the safety stuff, right? You know, you yeah. can teach the regular lockout tag out. We can teach the regular OSHA 10. But some things, as you know, you, you've been in the industry long enough where, you know, there was some stuff that you were taught by some old timer, right? You know, tri- tribal knowledge, if you will. Sure. Right? Yep. Lessons yep. learned of, of what not to do and what to do, right? So, you know, one thing I didn't know, like, you know, first time, one of the first times I unbrazed the compressor. And I unbrazed it and I had an oil you know, an oil fire that happened. I'm like, well, but I, I did actually what I was supposed to do. I, I you know, I perched it out. I, you know, I did everything, but I still, I didn't realize I had oil in the line. Well, from here on out, whenever I cut out any kind of components, whether it be an expansion valve, you know, mm-hmm. EPR compressor, you know, I'll cut it at the component that's getting demolished anyway. So cut it on the expansion valve, cut it on the compressor and then shake out whatever oils there. But But that's an important lesson that, you know, these people can be taught. You know what I mean? So, you know, they don't have... <laughs> any type of injuries because, you know, I, you know, I, I'm all about the technicians, right? I want the technicians to be smart. I want the technicians to feel comfortable on what they're working on, but I also want them to go home safe. Right. Yep. Because I mean, you only get one body, you know, you can't afford to, to, you know, to hurt you, hurt yourself. So, you know, you have a family to provide for so, I mean, I feel that, you know, and that, that kind of takes me into like really how I got into this trade.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There there's, yeah. The, This makes me think of safety stories that just recently with clients that it's a difficult dynamic because very often the customers don't understand the importance of it. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they do, but sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. And if you're dealing, especially with low temp, they're standing there with their arms folded looking at this food that, isn't being chilled the way they want it to be. They're scared. They're going to lose 50,000 bucks worth of whatever. And, but it's still, the safety is still required. So it's important value proposition from you and from Coolsys to say, Hey, look, the, the tech is more important than any one job, than all the jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a, a, a client down here in South Louisiana. We do a lot of industrial plant comfort cooling. Mm-hmm. There's process cool work in there too, but, but my clients do most of the comfort cooling and it just maybe a year ago. Um, you know in a plant downtime is measured in millions of dollars right and they had a uh, they had a problem with uh, a chiller that was cooling part of their control room in, in a plant mm-hmm. and they had scaffolding built in front of it in such a way that you couldn't really get the front of it open not all the way right it kind of you know how that is you kind of hits the scaffolding and you can yeah. only kind of see into the and so um so the technician um was trying to, you know, it was loud in there and he couldn't hear it. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to put his finger on, on the compressor to see if this thing is working, mm-hmm. Touched the compressor, takes a shock and immediately stops his heart. And, and everybody thought, Oh my God, this is the end. And they brought him back and he, today he's okay. He's on the job. He's fine, but Holy smokes. You talk about a, a near miss and that kind of stuff. it it, it happens more than people think. And it's only the safety regulations. And for people who aren't techs and hear this good safety doesn't mean you stop at the limit of where you can get hurt. It means there's another layer of activity that prevents that moment from ever even happening. So people sometimes don't realize it looks like overkill to, to, to do good safety, but it's really not. It's, it's how you make sure you never have the chance of an incident.
1: Well, we had, you know, I was just teaching a class the other week, you know, and then this level four class basically takes, you know, uh, it gets, it starts getting into rack refrigeration, right? So, you know, you're typically used to the small condensing units on on level three, you know, really kind of mastering that. And then level four gets you into the start of talking the racks. And I said, you know, uh, they were asking me about compressor changeouts. And I was like, well, you know, one of the things that you really want to do is uh, you want to, when you start up a compressor that had been failed. And, you know, let's just say it was an electrical short took out some fuses. You think you might have uh, found out what the problem is, you know, what I want you to do is I want you to stand on the hinge side of the control cabinet and turn it on via the toggle switch that's on the outside of the cabinet. So God forbid something does happen, you know, that panel, you're actually at least protected, you know, from, you know, obviously your PPE, right? But You know why do I want to just be in with my PPE in front of what could potentially hurt me, right? So if you stand yeah. behind the the you know the panel, the electrical panel on hinge side, if it were to have you know some kind of failure, at least you're protected with not only your PPE but also the door itself. And just that little thing could save you. I mean, all it takes is one little piece of wire that was stripped back from a contactor going from phase to phase, and you turn that thing on, and there we go. Yep. you know, then you, then you get severely hurt. So, I mean, we, you know, like I said, I've been trying to make a big push and all the training that we, that we do do that. We, we instill some of this tribal knowledge that, you know, normally has been taught, you know, for, from our, you know, from the people that have been in the trade for you know, 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Um, so they get that information so they don't get hurt. So they can go home safely.
0: Yeah, for real. Yeah. That, that stuff. I remember about four or five years ago, I was in a safety meeting And the whole purpose of safety meeting was to talk about securing the ladder on the truck. And and he said, by the way, last month in Houston, five people died because of this. And it was like the sobriety in the room really, you know, came to the front. And the I I don't know, in some ways you can feel like we're overkilling the point of safety, but I don't know if that's possible. I mean, the the and then there's a second side of it. Uh, which has to do just, it's not a safety per se thing, but it's long-term care of your body. And, um, we do, uh, I do Adam, uh, a podcast with my friend, Adam, who is a, a trainer and we just did one only on knees. Like, what do you, what do you do over time to manage, you know, that stuff. And there's a whole second dynamic to this where I'm, I'm really putting a lot of time and energy into helping technicians figure out a game plan for their health, because for- doing it without regard to your body you don't have 40 years that no nobody's body has 40 years in them to crawl around and do all the stuff that techs do and so that's that side of it as well
1: Mm -hmm. i agree i agree fully
0: yeah so wear your knee pads guys don't wait till your knees hurt wear them now
1: wear your hearing um, protection you know one of the one exactly. of the biggest things I, i'm going deaf and my kids know it because i got the tv cranked up to 90 you know and like dad it's really loud i'm like i could barely hear it yeah. and i it was sad because i used to wear i i would I always wore my hearing protection but the problem is i would go walk into uh walk in the motor room at the end of the call just to you know jot some numbers oh, down sure. and then leave sure. and you know i tell my students i squirrel a lot and what i mean by that is all of a sudden I'll, something to catch my eye i'm like and then i'm hyper focused on that so then that five minutes that I was just in that motor room just to jot some numbers down, then turned into three hours, then all my stuff, say, you know, my hearing protection is down back in the in the room. And, you know, shame on me. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, you're 100% right, John.
0: Yeah. So the how about um, the soft side of being attacked? Is that part of your training, customer service? Um, you know, communicating status, that kind of thing? Is that is that part of what you guys do? Or you keep it mostly technical?
1: No we do uh, we uh, a little bit of both. I mean we have uh you know we we you know trying to teach how to deal with customers, right? Um, you know, making sure they, they know what's going on, actually prepare them like, okay, like you guys have a problem with this and you do still have some product in there. You got to remove it for me, you know, mm-hmm. making sure you have full, you know, communication with what whoever you're dealing with, whether it be the manager that's dealing with the food or the office personnel that you're trying to make sure that they're comfortable. Hey, listen, I got to turn this down real quick. I got to de-ice it. You know, it's probably going to get a little warmer before it gets cooler, but it's all about the process. You know, I have to do this in order to do that. But, you know, if you don't communicate that, you know, that's where people start like, well, you didn't tell me that. Well, I, you know, I, I, I am now, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, you know, <laughs> yeah. making sure that they understand that. Right.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious for, and I know it's going to be different, different markets, but how are you guys doing competing for technicians right now? I mean, the, the days are kind of over where you just put out an ad and people just walk in the door. So how, how is it going?
1: uh, as well as everyone else. I could probably (laughs) say that. I mean, it's, you know, unfortunately for years, I mean, and this is, this is, off of you can go off of you know what happened with the with the you know both technical schools right the vocational the schools like in high school yep. you know the high school I, I grew up in a very small town and, and you know a lot of people you know they would go to these different uh, you know Votech schools and learn a lot of these uh, a lot of the different uh trades whether it be welding electrical plumbing hvac and then you know mm-hmm. when i was in school i graduated in 2001 um, I'm 41 years of age and, you know, I, I was, I was college bound. I was like, Oh, I'm going to get a degree in electronic engineering. It's going to be great. And I did that And the tech bubble happened. And then like all those high paying jobs basically disappeared. So I, you know, yeah, I, you know, it, it gave me a leg up in what I do now. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, cause I, I, I did, I, like I said, I wrote the school for mm-hmm. electronic engineering, uh, did that for 18 months, got my associate's degree, and then ended up getting a job doing water treatment for industrial cooling towers and boilers. You know, after I was doing some electronic stuff, and that turned into I met people like you and I. I was like, Well, what do you do? And it's like, well, We make stuff cold. I'm like, Well, how does that work? You know, it got my oh, attention because I'm just Mr. Curiosity here. Sure. And so uh, I started going to school part time um at a, at a at a at a technical school uh you know, like one semester to get the fundamentals and the, and the guy looked at me and he's like you have a degree in electronic engineering i was like yeah but i, I want to be a mechanic he's like you have the theory down he's like electrical is a lot of what we work on is anywhere from 75 to 85 hmm. percent um so he said just go go get a job and so i did and and you know a lot of it uh, also is is you know personal development as well right you know right you know it, you know This isn't, this isn't just a nine to five. This isn't really something you can just show up and just do, you know, you you, technology is always evolving, right? You know, we used to use, we used to use CO2. Right. Back in the 1850s, when, you know, CO2s, natural refrigerants, you know, were being used. And then when the R12, you know, 22 and 502 craze, they're like, well, why do we need to deal with those high pressures? Let's do that, you know? <laughs> yep. And so now we're dealing with the CO2 and because of the high pressures and because of the way it's controlled, it it's fairly complicated. So, like, you know, being able to keep up on the times and keep up on the technologies, there is not one day that goes by where I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. You know, and yes, I, I'm constantly, you know, reading through things to, you know, better myself or looking for information on on uh, on something that I'm creating curriculum for. Like I, this year, I created an advanced, uh, you know, CO2 class that goes that del- delves, delves deep into transcritical CO2. Um, yeah. And th- that slide deck has to be almost 400 slides, you know, and it's because I want you to know everything about every single component in that thing. So like, and I tell people, I said, you want to do a little bit of personal development and it doesn't take much effort. I said, pick one object off of something that you're working on that you have no idea what the heck it is. You see it's in there. It's doing something, but you don't know what it is. Um, look at that thing that that's 50. If you do that once a week, that's 52 new things that you're going to learn a a year at the minimum that you should be doing. Um, I mean, me, I mean, I I'm, I'm looking, I would appreciate a half an hour, you know, every day. You know, because yeah. at one day at two o'clock in the morning or whenever you're out on call, you're gonna be like, man, I really wish I would have listened and I would have looked looked into that. <laughs> now I'm yep. like, I'm no one's answering the phone in the middle of the night, you know. So like it it's it's all about personal development. But like I said, I we've gotten away from the you know, the the whole, you know, go to trade schools and and that needs yeah. to be make a big resurgence. Um yeah. you know and college you know from some people it's the answer uh you know a lot of the technicians yeah. were, were were audio and visual learners um one of the things that, that i try to implement when i'm teaching I'm, I'm real big on scenarios so i i teach a lot of the you know the, the, the engineering but like i bring it back to scenarios that they'll understand because sometimes I'm dyslexic. I have a hard time comprehending, believe it or not. And so I'll be reading through something. I was like, I don't get it. But then I'll read another book on another subject. I'm like, oh, wait, that makes sense now because they explained it just a different yeah. way. Yeah. So now the fact that I do that and i'm constantly reading you know different books on the same subject i'm able to basically instill those same things in the technicians that i'm teaching a class right you didn't get it this way i still see the deer in headlights look i'm gonna explain it this way and nothing is better than seeing the eyes light up it's like mm-hmm. I, I got it i got it i understand it now you know mm-hmm. um but also you know like i said with teaching i, I make sure that they're they're visually uh, enthralled there that they're looking at what we're doing. Um, I'm also, you know, constantly talking, you know, so you got the, uh, the audio there. And I also implore that they, they write notes because if your brain is getting three forms of input, like on the same, same thing, you're more likely to retain that if you were Mm -hmm. to just listen, right? Because, you Mm -hmm. know, like I said, not only you're listening, you're seeing, but then you're also writing it down. So it's basically reinstilling that into you. So, you know, you, you learn the subject better.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> That's a great point. That's a great point. And, and I'll, I'll emphasize as well for the technicians, when you look sort of globally at your career, which by the way, it's not a job when you decide it's going to do it for life, it's your career, right? Mm-hmm. There's this period of time early on that I call the grind. And it's when it's not fun yet because you haven't learned everything you need to learn. You need reps. It's like you if your job was shooting free throws, you're only shooting 20% and that's not fun. It's annoying. Sometimes it's embarrassing, but there is no other path to the other side of that except through it. Mm-hmm. And I just encourage, cause I, I see this zone where, cause, cause the thing is when you do work and you're good at it, it feels fantastic. It's fun. It, it's satisfying. It's meaningful, but you don't start there. And so making it through those grind years, and it's not zillions of them, but it could be one to five, depending on how complex the work is, or how varied the work is, but make get through that grind, because the 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 happiness that comes on the other side of that is worth more than the money. Because that once you have it, you've got it. And you can live anywhere in the world, you can write your own ticket. You know, if you said, man, I really, um, before I get married, I really want to live a year in Dubai, you could do that be an air conditioning guy. If you know, before I before I really settle down, I really would like to live in Australia for a couple of years, you can do that. It, it, it's not like other jobs, where you it's very tied to a building, or if you're an accountant, you have to work for a firm or whatever, you once you have that skill set, you've got it. And it's money in the bank. So but you got to get through the grind to get there. So put in those reps, don't be discouraged, don't give up, because it will start feeling good. Eventually,
1: Usually after about five years, um, you yeah. know, people, technicians in general usually have a, a fairly good uh, understanding of, the, of their career, you know. And and I would also say that, you know, don't think that you know everything at five years, because usually what will happen is at five years, you're like, man, I'm doing pretty good. I know what's going on. And then that takes that one thing where you're like, man, I really, I, I'm not as smart as what i thought i mean because it, it, you know it did not happen to me only because the the gentleman that taught me refrigeration ed out at, at arizona um he instilled a couple important things i mean like you know kiss keep it simple stupid don't over complicate yeah. it he yeah. also said always stay humble because you don't know everything no one knows everything you know what i mean mm-hmm. and he also said don't get the five-year oh i know everything you know my problem is if you look at my resume usually around every five years i end up quitting a job and doing something else and it's i i it's my own accord but it's it's usually because i i become bored because like i i'm so like i attack anything that i'm diving into where i'm just like oh yeah i gotta know everything i gotta know everything and then like this is kind of getting repetitious at that point i'm like well now it's time to go you know because i went from residential to commercial and i went from commercial to working on industrial air compressors and then i went from industrial air compressors to um industrial refrigeration working on ammonia and then uh, you know, because I learned the three phase and the and the Y delta start and all that other stuff. And then, mm-hmm. then I, when I my next job was, you know, refrigeration, but also the, I end, ended up doing a lot of energy management. And then when I moved here to Texas, you know, I was, you know, a level six technician and and ended up being a service supervisor and just you know, was, was the fix it guy. And then I started, you know, trying to train the, you know, the people in my branch. I mean, I took the Dallas branch from 13 technicians to 53 technicians, probably in about two years. And oh, it was wow. because, you know, I taught them, you know, th- Not just the, oh, you've seen this thing in the past. I was like, forget that. You can use that as a little bit of, you know, things that you've seen, but everything should be treated as a brand new call. It's never the same exact thing. Oh, low suction pressure, this. No, it could be non-condensable. You know what I mean? It could be whatever, whatever. I'm just saying it's don't, don't go off of repetition of of things that you fixed. Treat everything like it's a brand new, brand new call, you know, and it, it becomes fun. I love my job. And I know that homage where it's like, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life yeah, sometimes your job sucks, you know, it, it's it's <laughs> yeah. the basis. Right. But
0: yeah.
1: I, I, I really, really love what I do. I mean, I, I've never really been good at anything. Um, <laughs> wasn't really good in sports, you know, like to hang out, you know, whatever. And I, but the, this, I love what I do. And I, I, I know how it feels to, you know, not know how you feel. Actually, when I first started residential, there was a guy that, that owned the company and he told me, um, I'll keep this PG of big <laughs> piece of crap that he's ever met. And I'm never going to amount to anything. Oh, wow. And I, like, I just did a whole career change. Like I was doing engineering wow. and now I'm doing this and now I'm crappy at this. I'm like, what, what, what do I yeah. do? Do I fold? Or I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna prove you wrong, and I'm just so I, I, you know, on dial-up. Remember that back then, it was like everything was yeah. dial-up. So I'm looking up Reznor manuals, and I'm like, oh my god, it's like <laughs> four hours to print. I was gonna say four hour hours, hours to download. download. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but like it was, it was, it's, it's like this career has hmm. of many. It's what you put into it, right? Yeah. If you're like, hey, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack this. I'm gonna to get to know everything that, that that I know about this. I'm just gonna. Dive in and and dive deep and and buckle down. If you do the work early, you know it, it, your 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 job becomes a lot more enjoyable. You know it's it's not so much of a a job. It it's it you know it's something that you enjoy to do. And that's another thing yeah. that I do and try to instill. I actually just had a conversation with a kid that that I that I brought up from. You know he was about to leave the trade before he got hired by CoolSys. and I spent a lot of time. And this kid would call me if I would post something on one of the forums. He'd be like, "What what are you reading?" Can I have? I want to read it. And he made the career for himself. Like, yes, I've helped him with stuff, but he, you know, because he he called to thank me the other night. He's like, "Man, you have no idea how much money you put in my pocket, how much food you put on my kids' tables." Like, I didn't do anything. He's like, "You mentored me." He's like, "You have helped me become the technician. You instilled passion in me. I didn't have that before, and that passion basically drove into." I love what I do and I want to keep getting better so I can provide, you know, my, 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 yep. my kids said to me the other day, they're like, what's your, what's your favorite thing to do? Is it, is it go to work or take care of us? I was like, well, if I, if I wouldn't do my work, I wouldn't be able to take care of you, uh, you know? So, I mean, I'm trying to, you, you do something that you enjoy and it, it, it's yep. not so much of a chore.
0: You know, you're speaking to a, a question. A lot of technicians bring up again, younger in career mm-hmm. is residential or commercial. And I think that you're a great example of someone who's born to do commercial work because you thrive on the technology. You, you know, give me the next whatever, you know, let me let me at that cooling tower. Give me whatever, you know. And, um, and what I tell guys is that if that isn't the love, if it's really just customer service, it's the people that you love, stay residential. You know, the residential guys are making real money now. Yeah. You know, in my in my neighborhood, five years ago, a, a five ton split system in a house costs about ten thousand five hundred dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. Today, five years later, it's about seventeen five. I mean, there's there's real money moving around. Some of it's because of private equity, buying out residential companies. But there's real money in residential now. It, it used to be it was like, well, if you really want to get paid, you got to be commercial. And it's it takes you a little longer to get to that spot in residential. But you can make it both ways. the The, the value system is not where's the most money, because that wears out, you know, the, the, if all you do is chase the money, that when I uh, I'll tell you this, this story that, um so I wrote my dissertation on air conditioning technicians, mm-hmm. and, uh, and their organizational commitment. Mm-hmm. And the basic model was that um, commitment to an organization has three components, desire, obligation and cost, meaning desire means I want to be there. Mm -hmm. right? Obligation is I'm feeling a fair exchange and I feel loyal because they've been good to me in the past. I'm giving them what they're giving me. It's it equals. And I feel an obligation to give back. The third is it would cost me too much to leave. Like for whatever reason, I'd rather not be here, but I'm primarily here committed quote unquote, because it would cost me too much to leave. Mm -hmm. Well, in the model, the predictable outcomes are that if desire is very high, then there's extra effort, discretionary effort. It's called in the academic context, and low intent to turnover. I mean, you know, low thoughts of leaving. Mm-hmm. Obligations in the middle, and cost is uh, very low discretionary effort and high intent to turnover. Mm-hmm. Normally, right mm-hmm. now, turn on in my uh, dissertation, I found an exception because the one of the companies I studied had such a profoundly positive culture that it showed up as a thing that would cost too much to go without. And so they ended up having high cost and high discretionary effort. Mm -hmm. But in most cases, what happens if you go for the most money, and that's the only thing you're concerned about, eventually you'll get there and you'll have a job that costs too much to leave because you'll get new bills that backfills that new money. And now you can't go anywhere else. And it becomes a a source of uh, significant unhappiness because you Mm. feel stuck. You feel like you've lost your sort of empowerment. And, Mm. and, and the thing is, the more money is only maybe five bucks an hour. Maybe, maybe, I mean, people are throwing around real money right now to higher tax, you know, 10, 15 bucks an hour. Um, The, 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 in, in high dollar markets, I'm hearing crazy, crazy numbers. But um, in fact, I talked to an owner in Southern California that said she lost a tech because somebody offered him $78 an hour. And I went, Wow. So you know, different markets are really throwing around real money. But that said, um, it's the love you should chase, not the money. The money will come, right? If you love the tech, go go fill your soul up with all of the learning and the excitement of that. If you just love the people, that's fine too. Go fill yourself up with that. But if all you do and I realize somebody's like John, you don't. I don't know if I'll pay the rent this month. It's getting cold outside. I'm not going to get 40 hours a week. I understand you have to do what you have to do short term, mm-hmm. but don't follow the money, follow the love and the money will come.
1: Well, and then that's one thing I, I've, so I've never, I don't think ever in my career I've been like, Hey, you need to pay me this or I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, usually the way that I've always gotten any raises is perform and, you know, and have legitimate conversations. You know, these are businesses, right? They're in to make money. Right. So, Let's just say you were tasked on a couple special special projects that year. That if you didn't get that thing fixed, you know they would have lost X amount of dollars in in revenue, right? Well, I hey boss, I I, I fixed this account. I got this account working. This account's really happy. You know that we have you know uh, low repair rate on this, and I did all that. I think it's my, I think it's time to talk about an increase,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Because you know the businesses are logical. They're very analytical, right? So. They, you know, they have to make money too, as well as you, right? So, I mean, having that conversation, and and you get more respect for that, right? I mean, if I if I just drop, drop, uh, you know, drop my 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 tool bag, and someone's gonna offer me ten dollars hour more, you know, and just bouncing bouncing around and around, uh, you know, you, you're not really get to get much respect for that. And like, yeah. and I, I will tell you, in my career, uh, like I said, I, I've been doing this twenty one years now, and it's it's worked out for me tremendously I you know I am doing things I I never thought in a million years you know after I was told that I was a piece of crap I I'd never <laughs> thought that I would be in charge of 20 training for 2300 people for a yeah. whole country yeah. like that's insane <laughs> like sometimes I wake up I'm like do I do I really do this yeah <laughs> but I dig it I dig it I love what I do so yeah. it, really it's not a chore but like i said you know building a case for you know raises and stuff i've never had it been like no no we just can't do that well at that point maybe it's time to split you know
0: yeah that's true and it's i think uh because often there's a generational thing there and the younger guys now they didn't experience the days when you like you started with the worst truck in the fleet and you worked your way up you didn't you didn't come because you got a brand new truck Mm -hmm. you know and there's sometimes the people giving the raises look at that younger generation, and they're like, "Yeah, you don't even know what it means to earn a living," and and it's a little exaggerated sometimes on both sides, I think. Yeah, I agree. But um, so let me ask you this question. This is my most. Uh, I have a spot on my website where tech texts can just ask questions to be answered on the podcast. So okay. let me ask you this question. Uh, tech asked, "How do I get out of the field? I've been doing this for a while." I don't want to be in the field anymore. I want to be in the office or become some sort of a manager or something where I'm not on my tools. What advice would you give that guy?
1: I guess it really depends on what they're doing, right? So if they're doing residential, sales is always a good thing, right? If you 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 yeah. know if you still enjoy that, you know, like you said, the people, the people uh, experience, you know, dealing with people on the regular, you know, getting the sales or, you know, if you're, if you have been that person that has been, you know, teaching this young kid what to do and teaching this young kid what to do you know, have an open dialogue with your employer, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've done that. I, I didn't I didn't do that one time. Like I, I had almost quit a place um, because I, I wanted more. I was bored. I was bored at what I was doing. And then my employer came back to me and said, why are you leaving? I was like, because I'm bored. And then they're like, well, how come you're not, you didn't say anything. I was like, because I didn't think it was your job to <laughs> please me and give me something else that I was, I mean, if you don't yeah. open up your mouth, to, to, you know, uh, what's the, what's the expression, uh, squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? So if you don't yeah. see anything about why you're unhappy, you know, it's not you complaining. It's, it's legitimately just, Hey, you know, I, I really think I'm meant for bigger things. Uh, you know, so, you know, you have the sales, you have, you know, you could be a service manager. If that's, if that's what you like to do, you could, you could train, um, you know, uh, you could, <laughs> there's a plethora of different things that you can do. I mean, you know, cool is has a bunch of different technicians that, that have ended up, you know, in, in, you know, managerial roles. I mean, look at me, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I have been with cool assist now seven years, uh, or no, I'm eight, eight, eight in November. Um, and I just recently, uh, this will be almost two years that I've been in this role and I was just a technician, you know? Yeah. And I, at that point, I, 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 you know, I just, I, I feel an obligation to help people, Um, that's part of the other reason why we, you know, we, we started the podcast, you know, uh, advanced refrigeration podcast, but like, it's just to help technicians. So like getting out of the field, like I said, sales is a good thing. You could be a manager trainer, um, you know, parts. I mean, you know, you know the parts better than anyone, and that, that's, that's right. one of the biggest complaints. Wow, the parts person didn't order the right damn thing again. You know, like okay, well, you're a technician, you know how these things work, so you'd be you'd be even a better parts person. You know, oh, yeah. Think about it. Uh, nowadays, right? You the old guys that, that would at the counter, you could tell them what you had and what it was on. Oh yeah, that's part number three five four seven two nine, and he'll give you all the specs. I don't have that, but I have a three four five seven two, and that'll work. Mm-hmm. And then now you have the guys at some of the supply houses now where they're like, well, what's the part number? I was like, I I, I don't know. I'm bringing you the part. I need something that's going to match this. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, I mean, be it the fact that you're, you know, you were in the field and you've been dealing with this stuff for X amount of, X amount of length. I mean, that's a, that's a way to get out.
0: Yep. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Another role is dispatcher. There's yeah. the, the, the two most underpaid people in every air conditioning company are the dispatcher and the parts guy, because there's a very significant customer experience dynamic that goes with those two roles. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if, if you, if you say, Oh, the, you know, the the supply house says, well, it's going to be these days, it's going to be, you know, six months before a part gets there, having a knowledgeable parts person. That's not just, you know, the part is just a number in an inventory. They understand what they're talking about and can do what you just described Brett, like, well, don't use this one do you have this in stock? Can we make this work? Like that interface is very important to a customer.
1: Something as simple as, okay, so I need this specific relay. Okay. It's a 240 volt coil, you know, single pole quadruple, quadruple throw. Right. And, and they don't have the exact part number, but within the dimensions and within what you want, I could use XYZ. Well, guess what? You've basically saved your company a whole bunch of times because or time and money, because the faster you get that part out to the technician means the faster that, that, that repair gets made, the happier the customer is. And then on top of that, you're billing, you know, what, what whether it be like net 60, net 30, you're getting that done faster. You know, these calls stay open longer. the, the, The amount of money that you, that you earn from that call being open longer, it goes down. So if you're able to, to do that and be like, Hey, listen, I, you know, I I really want to get out of the field. I know a uh, a typical, you know, parts person makes this, um, I have this type of experience that is going to help me expedite a lot of these parts a lot faster. Um, I want a little bit more and, you know, and you could track, you know, a, a typical parts person that just does that for a living versus a person that was a technician um, you know, you, or someone that, that fights calls, right. Some of the, some customers, some, some people will be like, I'm not paying this. Like, you know, you work for some commercial places where, you know, the, the person writing the check has been a technician. So they kind of, they, they know some stuff. So you can ha- have that by you being that combat against that. Like, well, no, I mean, he did this and this, and this was the right thing to do and, and, and be able to build those things that some customers are going to say, no, I'm not paying for that.
0: Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Very good. Yeah, and then that dispatcher, I mean, it's probably obvious in some ways, but of course they're talking to a customer, but the level of engagement in an air conditioning technician day-to-day matters a lot in terms of the quality of the work that comes from that person. And people miss how important the dispatcher is to that dynamic because they're speaking to the technicians. Mm-hmm. And if the dispatchers don't understand what's going on in the field, they they can you know, if they, if they're talking down to someone who's in on a 130 degree rooftop mm. and they don't understand what they're kind of saying to that person, it can be a real problem. And I've talked to tons of uh, technicians. When I say, what are you most frustrated by? And they'll say today the dispatcher. And it's because, you know, this exact dynamic. So yeah, I think, I think both of those are great. And you have, you'll have to negotiate a little bit because you make less money Uh, you know, see if you can work something out there, but it would get you out of the field without, um, you know, it would get you out of the field.
1: uh, Yeah. But I mean, they're able to capitalize on, on your experience in the field. Like, you know, there's some times where, you know, maybe a dispatcher doesn't know that that this job requires, you know, two people. Right. And so, well, it was only bid for this. Well, that person maybe could have caught that before, so that doesn't happen. So there's no surprise charges or you don't have to eat that crane or, or whatever. Maybe, you know, hey, you got me everything. You told me you needed a crane, but I, I don't know, like, what size crane you need. So you could figure out what's what size that piece of equipment is that you're labeling up. You know, I'm, I'm big on using uh, Google Maps to figure out crane layouts, right? I'll look at the building i'm like all right here's the address all right this is this rooftop unit oh, right sure. here i'm like all right well the scale's right there all right well it's 40 feet in it's it's you know you told me the building's about 50 feet high so like you can figure out what grant is so like your skills no matter how much you think that might not translate into some of these other positions you're wrong i mean it will it would definitely will
0: yeah the other thing i would say is if if you if you're serious about that kind of upward movement If you're working for a small company, you should consider going to work for a larger company like CoolSys because there's just more opportunity. I mean, if you if you have a company with 50 employees or less, uh, which is most air conditioning companies, Mm -hmm. um, they're probably family owned. There's probably a natural glass ceiling there because there's certain roles that are only going to be held by people in the family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're most of the guys, I think when they say, well, I want to go into management, they mean, I want to go into management where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's not possible because if you do decide to go to work for a larger company, you know, that's the, that's really the zone of opportunity. You you go in, you perform, you know, jobs open, it's, things change and, and opportunity happens more often. Mm-hmm. So, well, listen, uh, Brett, we're just about out of time. Um, how can people reach out to you?
1: Uh, they can reach out to me, uh, via my email. If they have any questions about coolsys, I can direct them uh, to whoever they need. That would be B Wetzel at cool You know, if, if you have any questions about, you know, what areas maybe, uh, you know, are hiring, you know, you can go to our website, but if, you know, you want to talk a little bit and maybe I can help you out and try to figure out, man, I do this. And I I think maybe cool is, you know, it, it's not really what I'm used to and, you have some questions. I'm more than willing to talk. So, I mean, you can just reach out to me that way.
0: Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I really, I suspect you'll get some uh, guys reaching out to you after this podcast because um, there's a, there's a, there's quite a few guys who feel stuck where they are, and I think it makes a lot of sense to talk to somebody like Brett and see if Coolsys is the right place for you, because, like I said, it is. There are more opportunities in a larger company like this. And the odds are, if you live in, a, in a, a town of any size, there's probably a CoolSys not far away where you're not even moving. I mean, you could just take it from where you're at. So so reach out to them and, and find out.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I, man, I had a guy last night. He's like, hey, I'm in uh, uh uh facilities maintenance, you know, working on smaller stuff. He's like, I don't think CoolSys touched me. I was like, I, and I asked him, I was like, so what do you, you know, you're telling me your experience, but what do you work on? And, he's, and he told me what he does and what he works on. I was like, I, you're doing light commercial stuff. I was like, there's no reason why, you know, I mean, I, the, the worst thing I can do is ask, you know what I mean? And, and I can try to put you in contact and the right person, you know, I, I, I whoever it might be, I'll, I'll put you in the right per right contact and we'll get you taken care of. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Well, listen, Brett, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. I uh, appreciate you taking the time to do it and uh, everybody we will just, we'll take care and we'll see you next time.
1: Thank you I appreciate it, John A good life is had at the HVAC Joland a good life is had at the HVAC Joy land